0: Hi, this is Dave Eaton and welcome to my first podcast. Over the years, I've been asked to share my story on how and why I launched my entrepreneurial career. I've served a wide field of markets and industries over the 30 plus years of being self unemployed, but people have shown an interest in how I got my start. So today I'm gonna share part one of the story. My first career was a defense contractor in San Diego, California, where I grew up. My mother was a bookkeeper and receptionist for a contractor, and at age 15, I got my first real job working for her company, cleaning and fueling heavy equipment. I got picked up every day after school to go to work. On my 16th birthday, I got my driver's license, and I was promoted to the company Gopher. My job was to gopher whatever anybody needed and whenever they needed it. I went from job to job, picking up plans, delivering parts, and I would get lost nearly every day. All I had was a Thomas Brothers map of San Diego County and an address to where I was going. I got my own hard hat printed with my nickname they gave me and I proudly wore it. It said, Easy Money. They'd see me coming up on a project and I'd get out of my car and they'd say, Hey, Easy Money. Then they'd laugh and I'd laugh and then I'd get back into my car and roll down the windows and turn up the radio and i would be back on the road. It was a great job. I got paid to drive around town and listen to my radio. I remember one time I got lost. I called the office from a payphone. My mom answered and says, and I said, Mom, I don't want you to worry, but I'm like totally lost. She says, well, where are you? I said, I don't know, Mom. That's why I called you. But I think I saw a sign that said, Welcome to Los Angeles. She said, Honey, you go... Just go and find a freeway and then just head south. Eventually you'll find your way back. My kids will tell you that that's a story of their life. They say that my favorite thing to tell them when they have a problem is just go figure it out. The truth is on that day, I, had, I don't really remember what my mom said, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't any more helpful. I worked full time during the summers doing some pretty dirty jobs and it was definitely motivation for higher education. I studied and learned to read plans and I took university extension classes while I was in high school to learn what it took to be a construction estimator. By the time I graduated high school, I was promoted to the lead estimator position and I was bidding projects worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. My bosses were two middle-aged hippies and they must have had a lot of faith in me or maybe they were just stoned all the time because who in the world would put that much trust in an 18-year-old kid. I look back and I can't hardly believe the opportunity they gave me. I'm forever indebted to them for that. I don't think I'd have been so trusting of an 18 year old kid with such a huge responsibility, but I'm sure thankful they were in me. The confidence they had in me was more than I had in myself and it propelled my dreams. I learned to believe that I could accomplish whatever I set my mind to. When I started college, I had a different path in mind, but because of the opportunity, that they gave me, I changed my major to construction technology. I got my contractor's license when I was 19 years old, but it wasn't until I reached the wise age of 23 that I started my own business. I had a goal to start my own business and that's what I did. I had by then more than six years experience in the business and by the time I quit my job I was running a good portion of the company where I was employed. Unfortunately, I didn't think about setting any new goals. At my young age, starting my own business felt like a pinnacle of achievement, like like climbing Mount Everest. I stood upon my Mount Everest. I looked around I says, I made it. At 23 years old, I am now a business owner. The rest is downhill. At 23 years old, I was still in college. My third child was barely a month old and I just quit my job. I had no work on my calendar. I had $900 in the bank and I found out that California was entering a recession and I didn't even know what that meant but I did discover that work was getting scarce. It's like I learned all these cool dance moves like John Travolta did and just to have the disco place closed down. What was I thinking? I had a vision and I manifested it. My vision was to start my own contracting business. I didn't realize at 23 years old and no business degree that a business isn't a real business if you don't have customers. I stretched my $900 for about two months before getting my first job. I'd never gone that long before getting any work. I was used to people calling me to invite me to their new new projects. I gave everyone I knew my new phone number, but the phone just wasn't ringing. It was bad for everybody. I saw competitors of mine going out of business because they had much bigger liabilities than I had. I didn't need much to feed my family, but what I did need was hard to get. It took nearly two years before the economy showed any signs of improvement in California. And it took that long for Reagan's defense dollars to reach our Navy town of San Diego. And then we were off to the races. My little company found a niche market in government projects that required a seemingly endless supply of paperwork that I just so happened to know how to do, mostly thanks to my mom. Many of my competitors for small to medium sized projects were less interested in dealing with the paperwork for those smaller projects. Small projects had just as much paperwork as big projects, so many would overestimate the level of difficulty and I would be awarded the job. had a good run for nearly eight years when President Reagan left office the defense spending dried up in fact the money dried up before the work did so my receivables went from getting paid on the 12th of every month to the 12th of never I had hundreds of thousands of dollars that would never be collected in a recession number two this time I had more to lose way more I developed close friendships with many that I hired to help me fulfill my contracts. Some of them, after it was all said and done, couldn't be fully paid. But still, we, re- we remained friends. As this new trial began, I was already dealing with a bigger one. My business was being vol- involuntarily redefined, and so was my family. Three years prior to this, I became a single dad with four kids, ages three to nine. The welfare of my family was always my number one priority and for nearly four years I was both caretaker and provider of my family and it was hard. Running a business and caring for your family alone is beyond crazy. I've met single mothers who have tried and found few who were really very successful at it. I never counted myself successful at either one during that phase of my life. In fact, it wasn't until after I met my sweetheart, Deb, and her three kids, and after she finally agreed to join my circus that things started to change. We became a team, a big team. We worked together, we prayed together, and we had hope for the future. And Then something magical happened. I was called by a good friend who was hired to resurrect a failing government project. Among his tasks was to try to find a solution to restore thousands of square feet of concrete without having to demolish it and start new. Millions of dollars was at stake. This friend called me because he believed I was capable of helping him find a solution to his problem. I researched and sought counsel on the technology available at the time to effectively repair and restore concrete. I found a local company in San Diego that was building their business around this developing technology. They taught me what they knew and opened my eyes to a whole new world. I proposed a plan and I was asked to go and create a prototype on the project located in a small border town in Arizona that hosted a U.S. Army base. It would be an understatement that my current prospects for work were limited, So I agreed to travel 500 miles from home in the middle of the night to apply a test sample at a vacant facility on a Saturday with no one else around. I remember as I was crouching down on this concrete floor traveling out my small sample I was thinking about all the options the U.S. government might have available to them including multi-million dollar companies with laboratories to create models and simulations and do sophisticated testing that Would make my small effort look foolish. Why I was asked to solve this problem and how did anyone have any faith that I could do this? Those that know me know that I'm a person of faith and I took it as a sign from God that a great opportunity was handed to me and all I had to do was take it Accepting my proposal and awarding me the contract to do this work was going to save millions of taxpayer dollars, but for me, it was a pivot in my life's journey, and little did I know know that it would have far more reaching consequences. It not only changed my career path, but it also altered my life's goal and ultimately impacted the lives of many people. In part two of the story, I will reveal what I really wanted to be when I grow up. So stay tuned, and thanks for coming.